Almost Daily Devotional, My Own Worst Critic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today we're going to be taking a look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 18 through 21. Topic that I am very familiar with once again today. It's all about being your own worst critic. Well, welcome back once again. Today's topic, again, is uh, it's about the idea, the concept of being your own worst critic. And, and this is something I'm very familiar with because I deal with this quite a bit, especially launching out, trying to start this brand new business, doing podcasting, new media full time, and just really second guessing every decision, every thought all along the way. Sometimes being my own worst critic can get in the way. And lo and behold, yet again, there is a scripture that has come to have some light bared upon it that has kind of spoke to me about this topic. And it came through today. It came through the Beating Stress devotional guide that I have. And day 57, it talks about being your own worst critic. And it says, are you are you your own worst critic? And it shares 1 John 3, chapter 3, verses 18 through 21 as the basis for its discussion today. And today is one of those days where I am going to simply read to you what they wrote because it is, it, it pretty much is pretty straightforward. It's clear. It's to the point. And, you know, if I l- elaborate on it a little bit, maybe I'll do that. But uh, I do want to just read it to you. And I think it's going to go over very well. I think it'll probably speak to you in the same way. It spoke to me. Now, what I want to do first, though, is tell you that they used the message translation when quoting this scripture reference. And I'm glad that they did because typically I normally read the New International Version. It's uh, for no other reason other than the fact that it's one that I think is fairly accurate and, and one that I, you know, feel comfortable reading, just normal day to day kind of language. So, what I would normally read when I read 1 John three eighteen through 21 would be this. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This, then, is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Now, here is why I I love to take a look at certain scripture references in various different texts as far as translations. And I believe that matching these two together, when I read to you the message translation, the understanding of what it's saying here in this verse, I think sometimes in just day-to-day reading, just going through without really picking apart and saying, let's dissect this word by word and see what is really being said here. This is one of those meanings I would have just read right over because I would not know what it was saying. This then is how uh, we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. I would not have put two and two together here. I, maybe I'm dense, maybe I'm, I'm short-sighted, and maybe you guys are more insightful than me, and you completely pick up on everything that's being said there. And if that's, gr- if that's the case for you, 
praise be to God for you to be able to just really pull out and discern what's being said. But sometimes for me, it helps to look at another translation, whether it be the New Living Translation or the Message Translation, sometimes even going back to the KJV, the King James Version, and seeing how it's said in different ways helps me to uncover what it is 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 exactly behind these words, the intent that God wants to communicate. And so here is what the Message Translation says. And I really do like this because I, I've looked at it and I say, okay, I agree that these are both saying the same thing, but now I understand it a lot better hearing it from this perspective. So here we go. Message translation. My dear children, let us not talk, uh, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism, even when there is something to it. For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. And friends, once that's taken care of and we're no longer accusing or condemning ourselves, we're bold and free before God. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you can tell that i mean from reading that it just it's very clear that this is talking about your heart condemning you having uh, an attitude of of um this debilitating self criticism and now that i go back and i read the niv version i can see that i see it clearly that that is exactly what's being communicated here and so that's why i do love this and i'm going to read it one more time because i think it bears repeating it says, my dear children, let us not talk about, or let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know that we're living truly, living in God's reality. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism, even when there is something to it. For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. And friends, once that's taken care of, we'll no longer uh, we're and we're no longer accusing ourselves or condemning ourselves. We're bold and free before God. Now, here's what my devotional thought says today. Are you your own worst critic? And in response to that criticism, are you constantly trying to transform yourself into a person who meets society's expectations but not God's expectations? If so, it's time to become a little bit more understanding of the person you see whenever you look in the mirror. Being patient with other people can be difficult, but sometimes we find it even more difficult to be patient with ourselves. We have high expectations and lofty goals. We want to receive God's blessings now, not later. And of course, we want our lives to unfold according to our own wishes and our own timetables, not God's. Yet throughout the Bible, we are instructed that patience is the companion of wisdom. Proverbs 16.32 teaches us that patience is better than strength. God's message, then, is clear. We must be patient with all people, including ourselves. The Bible affirms that the importance of self-acceptance by exhorting believers to love others as, as they love themselves, as taught in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Furthermore, the Bible teaches that when we genuinely open our hearts to Him, God accepts, accepts us just as we are. And if He accepts us, faults and all, then who are we to believe otherwise? 
So I, I really like what it says here today. That, that is definitely some truth that I need to begin to practice is to lighten up a little bit on myself. And I don't know if you deal with that, but that is something that, that I find very difficult at times is this idea of just understanding that I do have faults and not necessarily, you know, just accept them and just go on and ignore them. But, but don't beat yourself up. That, that's, that's what I'm saying to myself today. I need to quit beating myself up and just making myself feel more and more guilty because that's not God's intent. God's intent is to is is if there's something wrong in our lives to bring about conviction, but conviction's desired outcome is repentance and to turn around and to and to change, but not to overdwell on on a subject that that is something that you just need to acknowledge and move on. It's like, okay, that was a really stupid mistake I made. Let's just move on. And I'm thinking of very specific things, things that I did or said or or I had somebody else do without thinking and making uh, decisions just rashly and, and still beating myself up over some of those things. It's like, man, I can't believe I did that. And then it turns out that all the things that I worried about as a result or as an outcome of that, you know what? Most of the things I worry about never actually even happen anyway. And besides, who am I trying to please? That's the other thing here. Who are we trying to please? Who is it that that we're trying to impress? If God accepts us for who we are and we come before him on a daily basis and he loves us for who we are, then how is it that we find find it so hard to love ourselves? For me, the answer to that is I'm trying to please other people way too much. And God's the one whose opinion really matters. So when you think about that, or when you think about criticizing yourself again, think about the fact that God loves you. May God bless you today.